Hey, on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, Jeep Mama joins us from the road and gets us up to date on her travels across this great nation. This week in Jeep, somebody just won a huge Jeep prize package worth over $75,000, and we have the details. Oh, also, too, if you thought the Jeep and the military just go together like peanut butter and chocolate, then you're going to love the taste of this story. In Wrangler Talk, Bill finishes up brakes and how to stop your Jeep better. The leaves are falling, and that means it's time to find out what fall Jeeping weather is like with Mitch. Nikki G makes a bad joke on porpoise, and much, much more. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, it's finally here. That time of year that all us Jeepers look forward to. I'm not talking about Halloween and the fun-sized candy. Because what could possibly be fun about less candy? I'm talking about fall and winter. That one time of year where we can drive our Jeeps without our eyes glued to the temperature gauge. Except for you guys that live on the, the surface of the sun. Or Texas. Alright boys and girls, I'll uh, chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. I love all the blood-curdling screams. <laughs> this just really sets the mood. <laughs> You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. This episode of the Jeep Talk Show is brought to you in part by Nexen Tire. Nexen Tire has been around for 77 years. Nexen Tire has made passenger and SUV tires along with street performance for many years now, and most recently have started making off-road tires. The Nexen Rodian MTX is an amazing, long-lasting off-road tire with its all-around fantastic performance in mud or rocks. Find out more about Nexen Tires by going to NexenTireUSA.com right now. That's NexenTireUSA.com. Also brought to you by Extreme Terrain, Wrangler Off-Road Parts and Accessory Outfitter. Stay tuned to learn more about Extreme Terrain's Jeep Wrangler Fluid Capacities Tag Guide. Have you thought about removing your Wrangler or Gladiator hardtop? Have you been struggling to find the right solution? The J-Bar is a complete hardtop removal hoist and storage system that works with both Wrangler and Gladiator hardtops. It has never been easier to go topless. Check them out at www.jbar.com. That's the letter J-B-A-R-R.com. Hey, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never drew anything but Jeeps, this show is for you. Josh, Timmy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about... Not Jeeps. <laughs> I picked a bad time to grab one of those cookies, the famous Amos cookies. So I had to... It's right before the show. I know. Well, it was actually while you were reading the the, 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 the intro, and I'm thinking to myself, like, Oh, I've got time Look at this. For one. This is like three sentences, <laughs> and I'm eating a cookie. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tony, and I firmly learned how to keep my hand off my stick, and it comes back to bite me in the ass. Ooh. <laughs> hey, I'm Josh, and just when you think that you have your build all figured out, something changed in your plans, and bam, you're back to drafting up new parts lists. Oh, the joy. <laughs> now I'm going to have a couple of cookies. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. 
And This Week in Jeep is brought to you by Amazon.com. Has your co-host left you high and dry for a plate of cookies? Well, then Amazon has got nothing for you, and that's the case. But if Mother Nature has persuaded what seems like every single tree on the block to dump its leafy load all over your yard, and that flimsy dollar store rake is looking sadder than a one-car funeral, then turn to Amazon, where you can get leaf blowers, rakes, bags, and more, all at prices better than the box stores. And what's better than lining your sidewalk with leaf-packed bags of rot? Well, the satisfied feeling that you get knowing that all those purchases had a small portion going to help out the Jeep Talk Show. How can you get that warm, fuzzy feeling? Well, just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and press the big Amazon button there. After that, anything you purchase on the Amazon website will give the show a few cents while costing you nothing more. If you like what you hear, if you've got any benefit from what we're doing, then please consider giving back. That's jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and look for the big Amazon button. Hey, and thanks in advance. Well, Jeep and the military have gone hand in hand since World War I. And although the days of Jeeps scurrying back and forth in this role or that has been replaced with APCs and Hummers, Jeeps just haven't really served as big a role in the modern military as they used to. That may be just about to change, however. Jeep has teamed up with AM General to create a military spec version of the new Jeep Gladiator pickup called the Gladiator XMT, standing for Extreme Military Grade Truck. Indiana-based AM General is the company behind the HMMWV, or more commonly known as the Hum V, which was the most visible successor to the line of Jeep vehicles that traced their history back to some of the biggest wars this world has ever seen, and later spawned General Motors' Hummer brand. However, Jeep and AM General are coincidentally both descendants of Kaiser Jeep, so the tie-up represents something more of a reunion of the two brands than anything else. According to the partners, however, AM General were the ones who approached Jeep from the first place with the idea to turn the all-new Gladiator into a light tactical vehicle after noting its capabilities, which include, of course, a rugged 4x4 drivetrain and a very high payload and towing rating for a mid-sized pickup, that is. While their exact specifications have not yet been detailed, the concept XMTs revealed at the Association of the U.S. Army's annual exposition feature a combination of commercially available parts and custom military equipment and are primarily aimed at troop transport and communications. Jeep offered a similar military version of the previous generation Wrangler it called the J-8 to foreign military starting back in 2008, but that never really took off the popularity like the Humvee did. But the XMT is now staged to be more likely to see duty wearing the stars and stripes. The Gladiator XMT, if pursued, and that is a big if still at this point, would be offered worldwide, however, but with a clear focus on providing a cost-effective solution to the U.S. military in a number of possible roles. The Gladiator XMT would likely be used for logistics and support, command and control, border security, and peacekeeping activities. However, its flexibility and exceptional off-road performance will make it suitable for a variety of additional military and governmental roles. All AM General said it could be beginning filling orders for the Gladiator XMT as soon as next year. And that has a lot of us now wondering when we're going to see used versions of these to hit the auction blocks once the government is done with them. Extreme military grade just screams to me extreme off-roader. All it needs now is a Cajun stereo. Hook me up! You know, I can see these uh, running the border along uh, Texas and uh, Arizona, California. Well, maybe not so much California. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I could see the uh, the Border Patrol using these things, and um, that would be uh, a nice replacement to, I think they have Chevrolets, uh, like uh, Tahoes or something right now. And um, not certain on that, but it would be nice to see a, uh, a Jeep protecting our borders instead. Heck yeah. I think they'd be a lot more capable too. So 
Now, what do you uh, think of the what do you think of the concept pictures? Now we've got now now obviously you guys uh, listening are, aren't going to exactly be uh, familiar with the pictures that I'm talking with Tony about, um, but uh, there are two concept pictures that AM General put out. Uh, one with a pretty much a stripped down Wrangler, no top, no doors. It has some tube doors. It's in like a desert tan. Clearly uh, got some lift and some bigger tires on there. I'm going to say those are at least 37s. Uh, some brush guard work there. Um, definitely some armor package going on. And a slew of communications equipment as well. Definitely looks like that, you know, sort of desert runner, uh, quick communication type of vehicle. And then there next to it is a more ruggedized, enclosed version of the Gladiator pickup in full camo. And uh, and this one is got, you know, it's four-door cab. Um, doors are on. But it has a very large utility box in the bed, which looks to be housing um, an HVAC unit for possibly what would contain a bunch of communications equipment, possibly even a, um, a uh, like a radio room of sorts, uh, something like that. So um, at least in those two roles, as far as you know, troop transport, uh, quick communications vehicle, that sort of roles, uh, this Gladiator seems to be almost purpose built, at least in these uh, concept uh, pictures that we're seeing. Yeah, and then that first vehicle that you were talking about, that of course is a, a Gladiator, not a Wrangler. It looks like a Wrangler oh, from the I, front. Did I say I, did I say Wrangler? Yeah, yeah, I but uh, I just make sure I just make sure the listeners don't get confused. Oh, are we talking about a Wrangler and a Gladiator? But no, they're both Gladiators. No, they are both Gladiators. Yeah, this this uh, this whole deal is exclusive to the Gladiator line. Uh, so, but yeah, you're right. I I misspoke there because it does resemble a lot of the like the J8 styling that we saw about ten years ago. When the government was uh, was looking at possibly using the Wrangler JKU platform for military vehicles, and I just had that stuck in my head. Oh yeah, I'm no, looking of course. At this, looking at this picture, and I'm like, well, yeah, but it fits. It just fits. Jeep and and the military, uh, just the way the styling works, the way that they outfit with the with the equipment and everything, it just seems to belong. So it's really interesting uh, about the size tires that go on the Gladiator. Now I got to see a red Gladiator in person when I went off road this weekend up at uh, Gilmer, Texas. And uh, it was actually on 40s. And it, no way. it didn't look like they were 40-inch tires. Wow. It, the, the, I guess it's because the, the Gladiator is so big, so long, that uh, you need a lot of tire to make the, the tires look big on that, on that rig. Even though it's physically, you know, it's longer, but it's physically the same size as a Wrangler on the nose Basically, and the windshield yeah. and everything yeah. like that. It, it, it was really funny because... I just happened to guess, uh, you know, I said, what is it, 40s? He goes, well, 39, uh, 39 and a half, and he, but yeah, 40s. And uh, it was like, that's a big tire, but it doesn't look big on this that Gladiator. That is a very big tire, yeah. Yeah, so. What, what, how, do you know how much lift it had on it? What he, what kind of what kind of gear oh, he was running know, there? Uh, 516, 533s. I never looked at that, that, that low of a gearing, so I don't remember the number, but it was yeah. five something. Uh, but he's uh, he was running on Dana forty fours. I don't want to go too far down the the rabbit hole on this. It was a lot of a lot of fun talking to him about it. But uh, I think I told you uh, before. It was, this is the guy that uh, I asked him how long he's had it. And he said August. But he had the RCV uh, axle shafts. He had uh, the anti rock sway bars. And and I said, my God, you've done a lot of stuff to this in such a short time. He goes, Well, I have a build shop. Now, oh, okay. Oh. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, that that explains it. And I went, and then under my breath, I went, "Rat bastard!" Pardon me. I said, "Nice truck." Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, and it, it looks like those are good sized tires, but they don't look huge on the the Gladiator. So no, they don't. Anyway, they it'll don't. be interesting to see. Now, the other one that you were uh, the one with the, uh, the 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 camo box in the back, those look like smaller mm-hmm. tires. 
Yeah, it does. Uh, I'm going to say, you know, probably 36s, 35s on uh, on the smaller version, and then I'm I'm guessing 38s on that on that other one. But uh, at least but who knows? Maybe they could be 40s. Well, breast cancer awareness is one of those causes I stand behind wholeheartedly. I know we're kind of switching gears here from, uh, you know, desert military talk to, to this, but now cancer has touched my family more times than I'd like uh, to really uh, talk about. And thankfully, my own mother is a two-time cancer survivor, including surviving breast cancer. So when I heard that a nonprofit was giving away not just a Jeep for the sake of breast cancer awareness, but a modified Jeep and an overlanding camper trailer to go with it, well, I knew I just had to share it with you guys. So, the Breast Cancer Foundation of the Ozarks and Youngblood Auto of Springfield, Missouri, just gave away a brand new 2018 Jeep and Black Series Patron Camper this week. Terry Perkins of Marshfield won the prize package valued at $75,000. All proceeds from the raffle tickets sold for this giveaway benefited the Breast Cancer Foundation of the Ozarks. The raffle was sponsored by KY3, Youngblood RV Sales, Youngblood Power Supports, Youngblood Chrysler Dodge, Jeep Ram, and Black Series Campers and Caravans. Congratulations once again to Terry Perkins. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I, l- I love hearing stuff about this. So, shifting gears or not, I'm glad that you uh, that you brought this up. And uh, you know, you know how I am, Josh. I I don't know, man. I'm the only only person that's this way, but this junior high humor. But every time I k- hear KY, I start giggling. So yeah, no. <laughs> it's like really you really picked uh, those two letters for your. your- designator for your station part, right, of, the, well. part of the ultrasound uh, process <laughs> just gonna put some jelly on there <laughs> no but i figured since october is breast cancer awareness month and uh, as we kind of you know finish up october uh i gotta get at least you know one little story in there about that and and this just came in right at the nick of time so uh but yeah uh please if you're out there if you got some pink ribbon uh, go ahead and tie one around your uh, antenna or something well, this is fun yet predictable. Wrangler versus Raptor drag race video. I'm pretty sure you already know what I'm talking about because it's this week's viral video featuring a Jeep. And although there's not much of a comparison between that and a tuned 520 horsepower Ford Raptor, well, this is an interesting uh, matchup nonetheless. The, uh, the Jeep is actually a stripped down Jeep Wrangler, and the video is still a blast to watch, even though uh, this really isn't a fair matchup. Now, famous YouTube channel CarWow actually released the video this week that matches a built Ford Raptor against a stripped down Jeep Wrangler JL. The results of all the competitions in this are laughably predictable, but there are moments where you think that for a second the little yellow Wrangler just might hold its own. From a dead stop quarter mile drag race to a rolling drag race to even a stopping distance heat, the results in all but one of the matchups are pretty much how you would imagine it would go. Which one was the upset though? You'll have to see the video for yourself. We'll have the link in the show notes for this episode at jeepdocshow.com. So I'd like to uh, sneak one in there with a Hellcat uh, engine, and uh, oh. <laughs> I just don't know how you'd be no, able to I keep it. I swear this Wrangler's totally stock. I don't know how you'd be able to keep it, you know, like quiet. <laughs> and that was just in the video. They're they're all doing like you know the the, the rev comparison, and you know the Jeep Wrangler, and then it's you know the Ford Raptor, you know that's I mean fully tuned and built, you know V eight five hundred and twenty horsepower, and it's just you know just like oh well, I'm pretty sure I know how this is gonna go. Actually, what would have been funny is during the drag race. Uh, have a uh, what the the, the Trailhawk, uh, I mean the Trackhawk Grand Cherokee, just blow by both of them. Oh, <laughs> you know with the Hellcat, <laughs> great, yeah, just <laughs> smokes them out of nowhere. Look, look at that brick move. 
That thing does move, though. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah, go check out some of those, uh, yeah, the, the Trackhawk Grand Cherokee launch videos. And when that thing goes into launch mode, it is impressive. That's, uh, that's 707 horsepower, all-wheel drive, down to the cement. Ah, 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 ah. Well, if you've got a news tip response to any one of our stories, be sure to let us know by phone or by email what you have to say. We'd love to hear it. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out how. And later in the show, Tammy finally gives us an update as far as how things are going, where she's been, what she's seen, what's broken, and just how dirty is she. <laughs> you know, she sent a message earlier uh, on uh, Hangouts, Josh, that she said she hasn't uh, showered in like six days or three days. I think I'm going to go with six because that sounds dirty. <laughs> she's been gone for six days. I don't know. Oh, that's, that's, it should be interesting, though. Um, I, if you've been following her on Facebook or uh, any of the other social media outlets, you'll uh, we'll probably get a sneak peek as far as what's going on. But we'll hear it from her mouth specifically and, uh, and get some exclusive content as she joins uh, us a little bit later in the show. And coming up in Tech Talk, a quick couple of tips for those leaky tops. Kind of goes along with the breast cancer story. Oh, Tony. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Hey, you know, we're always asking to go check out the 4x4 Radio Network, too. And it's, hey, well, there's a lot of good stuff over there. We're not uh, scratching our own backs here. There's a bunch of shows over there, and it's not all Jeeps. So we got something for your non-Jeep buddies, too. And, of course, we've got the On the Trail podcast. Trail Chasers, Center Steer Podcast, the 4x4 Podcast. We're there as well. It's a bunch of off-road audio. It's all podcasts. It's all free, and it's all in one place. Just head over to 4x4radionetwork.com right now. Hey, and don't forget to tell your friends. Stretch out that tinfoil. Nikki G's coming up <laughs> in a little bit. Get it all nice and flat. It's better. It reflects the electromagnetic, electromagnetic uh, radio spectrum much better when it's nice and flat. Hey, the Jeep Chalk Show will be at SEMA November 5th and 6th. Uh, that's uh, next week for you folks listening to this uh, on our release date. Uh, if you don't follow the Jeep Talk Show on Facebook, do so now for SEMA updates. And if you'd like to meet up with me at SEMA, just uh, look for updates on there and uh, we can uh, make some time to get together. And a few people have asked, uh, asked us, Josh, if we have a booth. No, we no, don't have a booth. Not, we can't we, afford we, that kind of fun. We may be the most downloaded Jeep podcast <laughs> in the world. We are a big deal, but we're not that big of a deal. <laughs> somebody, told no, that me, is, somebody told me that, that they spent $20,000 uh, oh, for a, for oh, a I, booth I believe it. Uh, yeah. at SEMA, and I couldn't believe it. Uh, now, I don't know if that was the total cost of getting everything moved out there and the booth or... Uh, well, no, because I think like the two foot by two foot square space that's right next to the bathrooms, uh, that was going for about 10,000 <laughs> and it goes up from there. So it's like know. the, it's like that 200 square foot, uh, uh house, uh, shed that they're uh, offering for, for rent for 2000 a month in California. So, uh, yeah, it's a sweet deal if you can get it. Now, um, I wonder if I could take a banner and then take over somebody's booth, how long I could actually stay there before they... Called security. <laughs> well, I'm kind of curious to see how many booths you'll be able to just kind of drop off a small stack of Jeep Talk Show stickers at and just, you know, nonchalantly walk away, see how long they'd last there. Yeah, it's true. Uh, that would be pretty funny. Although uh, most all the vendors I've run across are, are so nice and so oh, yeah. uh, willing to actually share those stickers uh, with people. I mean, you know, Tom Wood's uh, custom drive shaft actually was sending out uh, about a thousand or so, maybe fifteen hundred stickers with every drive shaft they were shipping out, uh, and uh, just because 
uh, I uh, I asked if they wouldn't mind doing that. I was like, sure, be happy to. So, um, yeah, love the Tom Wood stuff. It's uh, good quality and always give good good customer service over there. Well, SEMA should be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to see uh, a lot of people from the industry there. And, and of course, we're going to be getting a bunch of exclusive content out of the show as well that you'll be hearing in the coming weeks. Uh, be sure to uh, you know stay tuned for that. And, uh, and of course, if you definitely want to meet up with Tony uh, in, in SEMA uh, at SEMA in Las Vegas, uh, should be a heck of a show uh, and heck of a greeting. So if uh, you want to do a little bit of a meetup, let us know. We'll make, go ahead and make that work. Next year, Josh, we'll both be Next out year. There. Yep, yep. And uh, well, even sooner than that, I've got my uh, sights set on the Easter Jeep Safari. So uh, we'll try and make that happen this year, or uh, technically next year. Right. Are you running out of time for all that tech talk? Uh, yes, I am quite busy, Mr. Voice out of nowhere. Then how about a quickie? Oh, geez, I don't know. We just met. I'm really not that kind of... It's time for Just the Tip. Oh, well, you could have at least just bought me a drink first or something. Oh, hey, watch it. Oh, what are you doing back there anyways? As the old saying goes, Jeeps don't leak. They just mark their territory. Right? That's 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 a thing, right? <laughs> Anyways, the Jeep JKU Freedom Top is an abomination of automotive engineering, in my opinion. Virtually every single one of these have had one issue or another with leaks. And although we could probably spend an entire episode on troubleshooting and the finite repairs it might take to maybe get your Freedom Top to stop leaking, but we don't really have that kind of time today. So, because window leaks undoubtedly lead to fogged up windows and musty order, odors, we're going to go ahead and address a couple of quick, simple, cheap, and easy things you can do to make your well, life in your leaky, fogged up Jeep a little bit more bearable. One thing that can help uh, keep your windows from fogging up is a sock full of kitty litter. I know, kind of sounds weird. Throw one or two of these under the seats and they will absorb the excess moisture in the air and help diminish how much those windows fog up. If you don't have a cat, don't want to buy the litter, and only have so many socks, then try this. Spread shaving cream on the inside of your windows and wipe it right off. The shaving cream will leave a thin film behind that will actually help keep the windows from fogging up. I've also heard that rubbing vinegar solution on the inside of your windows will also work, as will cleaning them regularly with an ammonia-based spray cleaner. Try these out. Let us know if they work out for you. Hi, this is Jordan from Big Snatch Off-Road, and you're listening to the Jeep Talk Show. Hey, Tony, Josh, hey, this is the FMG for calling. Uh, just commenting on a couple things. Um, first off, the chair, uh, the guys who uh, ripped off the kids' charity uh, stole the Jeep and took off with it. Um, honestly, I hope there's a special place now for those people uh, when they get there because that is just, that is just unforgivable. Um, you know, it's just, you know, having kids myself, I know that, you know, if I ever needed uh, medical help or assistance that, you know, there's charities out there to help and that people are act actively trying to rip those type of charities off. It's just, ugh, I, I can't, uh, it just puts me in a, in a bad state. Um, anyway, anyway, um, second thing I wanted to kind of bring up, uh, hey, Tony, what'd you think of that medic broke full? Uh, the video that you posted, I'm actually really considering, uh, picking one of those up really soon. Uh, I saw, um, Matt from Matt's Towing on YouTube. He uses that thing exclusively, and I've seen him do amazing things with his with that rope. Like he's pulling out things, um, vehicles that are probably twice the weight of his XJ. So uh, just wondering, uh, what's your take? You gonna get one? All right, that's all I got for this week. Uh, have a good one. Talk to you soon. 
that was the the smoothest I've ever been uh, pulled out of something. And I'm trying to think of when it happened before, uh, but uh, it was it was just so smooth. And uh, uh, I was I was asked on the radio, "Are you ready?" And I immediately just said, "Yeah." And I looked down and saw I was still in park. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, not quite ready after so, all. Hold so on. <laughs> as the as the rope was stretching, I'm dropping it down into drive. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and and just it was just like boop, and I was out. But we yeah. got some more information about that why it was so easy to be be pulled out. But I was very impressed with uh with being pulled out by the uh, uh oh crap i'm bar- brain farting it is a was uh, it a, was it an actual bubba rope or was it just one of the kinetic recovery kinetic ropes? that's what i was trying to think of uh yeah. it, I, i'm not sure what brand it was but it uh but it was a kinetic uh, uh recovery rope and uh, it was blue so i think it, it matched the guy's jeep is the the whole deal there but yeah i went and looked uh after i got home and uh slept for uh 20 hours <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I looked it up on uh, on Amazon. It looks like they're about a hundred bucks. Uh, the various yeah, ones, not not that particular not, one, not super cheap. Um, uh, and obviously, uh, you know, the more you spend, the better you get. Um, uh, but and they are rated, you know, vehicle weight, uh, that sort of thing. You know, there's uh, and it's by diameter, I believe, on, on on those things. But yeah, they they are great. I've used them a couple of times myself. Uh, and and I. As far as recovery equipment goes, almost a must-have. If you don't have one in your in your recovery bag, uh, that that's definitely something you want to put on your short list. I think we've all heard of the the term uh, "wouldn't pull a wet whore out of a nightgown." This definitely would, <laughs> and she would not be aware. <laughs> I've never heard that one before. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe it's a Texas thing. <laughs> I think it's. A, I think that's a Southern thing. Yeah, that's, that's uh, but one of the... you, it would definitely pull it, pull her out of the nightgown, and she would not be aware she was out of the yeah, nightgown. Right? It is so smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever tried to change your Jeep's oil and misplaced the owner's manual? Maybe you can remember your JK's oil capacity is six quarts, but forget something like the manufacturer's recommended viscosity. Well, today's show sponsor, Extreme Terrain, is excited to bring you their definitive Wrangler Fluid Capacity Guide for all YJ, TJ, JK, and JL Wranglers. Simple and sweet. Check out Extreme Terrain's Wrangler Fluids charts next time you're topping off your fluids by clicking the link in today's Jeep Talk Show description for episode 409 or simply do a Google search for the term Wrangler Fluids. The J-Bar is a Jeep Wrangler hard top removal hoist system. Rugged, lightweight, and simple to use. The J-Bar is all-in-one solution easily remove and store your Wrangler hardtop. The J-Bar fits both two-door and four-door models from 2007 through current. We can also custom fit the J-Bar cables to fit older models. J-Bars are manufactured in the shop located right here in the USA. The J-Bar kit comes with a manual winch so you can install your J-Bar in an area without power. You can use battery-operated drill to quickly and precisely raise the uh, or and lower your expensive Jeep top uh, or by hand, just using the handle. The kit comes with the J-Bar padded straps, winch, 25-foot long cable, ceiling mount, and all the hardware and pulleys to have a complete hard top removal system that will last for years. If you want to use your own winch, the non-kit is for you. The non-kit comes with the J-Bar padded straps, and it's great for do-it-yourselfers, but you still, when you still want that security and safety of a well-designed top removal system. Don't have a Wrangler, but you do have a Gladiator? Well, there's a J-Bar solution for that as well. Just visit jbar.com. That's the letter J-B-A-R-R.com right now and see which J-Bar solution is right for you. 
Nexen Tire, a leading global tire manufacturer, announced that its Rodian MTX tire was recognized with an award in the transportation category at the 2018 Good Design Awards. The Rodian MTX was highly recognized for its distinctive designs of the machine and beast dual sidewalls, versatile for both on- and off-road driving, that offer customers the freedom to choose their designs according to their preference and vehicle type. Rodian MTX's solid and aggressive design is also suited to provide durability and comfort with its patented noise-canceling technology. The tire is strategically designed to avoid repetitive tread block contact that significantly reduces tire noise. The MTX offers three-ply carcasses or three layers of sidewall protection that is designed specifically to offer more stability and durability when hauling heavy loads. The Nexon Rodian MTX comes in many different sizes, but for us off-road types, the Rodian MTX comes in 33s, 35, and 37-inch diameters. Check out the NexEntireUSA.com site for a specific diameter and wheel sizes that fit your Jeep. That's NexEntireUSA.com. From around the world, or from your city, and sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Well, boys and girls, you know what time it is. It's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview. And tonight we're going to have a young lady by the name of Tammy on the show. Uh, you may know her as Jeep Mama. I guess that would be like an alias, uh, wouldn't it, uh, Tammy? Yeah, a.k.a. Jeep Mama, right? A.k.a. Jeep Mama. So uh, we've had uh, very little uh, information from Tammy here on the show, and she has agreed to do an interview with us tonight to bring us all up to date. Tammy, <laughs> thank you for making time because it, it does seem like you've been extremely busy off-road. Oh, my gosh. It, you know, one of the hard things is you want to enjoy this, and I don't want to be beholden to my phone, but also I want to let people know what's going on. And the times that you can let people know what's going on, you're you're in the middle of nowhere where there's no service. So. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it always works out. Well, I could be doing stuff right, right. now, but can't because of technology. Right. So, right, right. So, so let me let me start off with this. Now, you kind of started this whole uh, trek across America, and if if our listeners aren't familiar with what's going on, basically, Tammy decided to uh, to go across America. What what was it exactly called, Tammy? What was the trail that you're going to be on? Um, the Trans America Trail. Um, which, it, yeah, it goes, you know, through most of the country, um, but it winds up into the Northeast, which it's way, well, it's too cold anywhere here in the United <laughs> States right now, that's for sure. Yeah, it was. We're the, like, the I, I thought it, record. I, I thought it was going to be interesting when you you headed out in uh, uh, mid-October and uh, planning on be, being back in mid to late uh, right. November. So, uh, but anyway, so, uh, and there was quite a bit, a, uh, a bit of turmoil, uh, right before you yes. left on this trip because a job that yes. you had been at for uh, about three years, uh, they decided they were kind of unceremoniously to say, well, you know, when you go on your trip, you can just kind of keep going. Uh, we really don't have a, a, right. a position for you here. So it was a real yep. downer. There was a lot of pressure on you. It almost seems yep. like this wonderful thing couldn't uh, come at a, uh, without a big price attached to it. In other words, uh, you were going to have to be punished uh, by karma right. before you could go on this trip. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that the other half of this, the actual getting out off the road and uh, uh, meeting people and doing all this stuff, has been well worth any kind of trauma that you had prior to oh this happening. Oh, my God, Tony. This is, like, life-changing. It's been... 
I'm a, a type A personality. I like to plan. I like to schedule. And I'm pretty anal about sticking to that plan. But as I got older, I started to fade away from that a little bit. Not a lot, but a little. But this trip, I totally get, you know, you always hear the saying, it's all about the journey, not the destination. And this trip has been that. And our plans being changed from one hour outside of my driveway has turned into fabulous things. You know, Neil, sadly, and I feel horrible for him, is having major issues with his engine. So we're in my Jeep together. Um, I had to go pick him up in St. Louis. We went up to LT Wright Knives. Great people up there. That turned into, because we didn't make it to the expo, um, we were sad because we didn't get to meet Dan Grek, but just so happens our timing turned out right. We got invited to the um, rooftop tent rally, got to have dinner with Dan Grek, got to spend a day with him. Just every little obstacle on our trip has turned into something amazing. The people we have to meet, we're, we're right now we're on the streets of Prescott, Arizona at Summit Custom Builds, got invited by a YouTube follower here, totally not on our agenda, and I'm sitting here outside the shop. They're doing a trunk or treat, and this guy comes walking up, and he's like, Jeep Mama? Tony, on the streets of Prescott, Arizona. I mean, <laughs> it, I was like floored. But And then the, the amazing people out here, the amazing Jeepers, um, just the, I mean, we found, this is like a, the best-kept secret in America is you can go to Peach Springs, Arizona, buy a permit from the Indian reservation there for $16 a person, and you can drive your Jeep to the bottom of the Grand Canyon and see the Colorado River flowing. It is, it's, the, the, it's just a gravel road. It's not difficult at all, but the views are breathtaking. Um, it, it, this is, it's definitely a life-changing experience. So obviously, there's highs and lows on any kind of adventure. Oh yeah. What uh, you, you've spoken about some of the highs. What were the, some of the lows that you've gone through? Um, missing my kids. That's really really hard. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. Being um, Neil and I. If you watch our YouTube videos, people think we're like married, a married couple, because we bicker like one. <laughs> but uh, that's been really hard. To be with someone 24-7. Oh, of course. And we have never met before until three weeks ago. Um, but actually, we get along great. But you're going to have your moments with anybody. And so the real lows are when, you know, we both have our moments where we're feeling down or whatever. And um, you get in a little fight. And you're, you, you're like, you can't walk away from it. No, I, I can't just leave him on the side of the road. Well, you can, but in this long. in this bad well, weather, yeah. you'd, you'd probably uh, have a murder charge. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, some of it, the cold temperatures are kind of draining, but at the same time, it's making me a stronger person, and I'm actually learning how to do with less. Um, but really, those are the only lows: is just you know fighting with your partner. Mm -hmm. Um. And missing my kids, I not my. I, I I think it's more of a guilty. I miss my kids, of course, but I think I also feel guilty doing this for myself. Right, and that's, that's always that's been my issue all along. 
Yeah, that's is, absolutely that's absolutely know. normal. Because I think, especially for moms, moms are are very right. susceptible to that. Now, not that right. not that uh, she would be listening, but are you missing the dog at all? Oh uh, no, <laughs> we, we got we have we have um, not only is it Neil and I in my Jeep and a tent and a blow up mattress and our sleeping bags and a camp kitchen and all our clothes and whatever else we have. We have a hundred pound dog, a Catahoula. Uh, mix. She's a rescue jo- dog that Neil rescued, and um, she is the sweetest puppy ever. She was abused severely, oh. um, but she's you know keeping me company, and um, I I love her to death. And you know we're we're having a great time. Excellent. Um, and it's I, I mean it's so life changing, and we're thinking of stopping by Sima Tony, so I might get to meet you. Excellent. So yeah. uh, there's there's always um, uh, highs and lows in places to eat, but I think one of the things maybe it's just me because I, I just love food. But one of the things I think about when I go on a road trip is uh, these places that you can eat, maybe hole, holes in a wall that nobody really yeah. knows about. Have you run across any of those? And uh, what oh, kind of come on, what kind of yeah. food was it? That's um, well, we were on Old Route 66 when we went. Um, to Peach Springs through, I God, I forget what city. It's where the original Route 66 little town is. I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, <clears throat> there was this mom-and-pop place that we ate at um, in Flagstaff. You know, like the old 50s diner-type stuff. Um, today, actually, uh, one of my followers invited um, Neil and I. We got to stay at her house last night in pine arizona which is a beautiful area we stayed at it was an old mormon house they turned it into a um like a breakfast place oh my god it was like mom and pop breakfast called the randall house um where else i don't even remember the names of them but they're oh a mexican restaurant somewhere in arizona i think so the the 50s Um, style diner what what kind of food did you have oh neil had breaded pork chops and of all things, I was craving a grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, yeah. Those are good. Yeah, yeah. Those are good. Yeah. Especially so, with like uh, a cherry Coke or something. That's a, a really good combination. Yeah. Neil, Neil likes to order vanilla shakes all the time. And by the way, if you watch our videos, he picks on me so much. <laughs> he, well, uh, you're not used to that. So, you know. That, no. That <laughs> I mean, everybody. But he was driving on a mountain road and he drives way too freaking fast. Um, and I was kind of freaking out a little bit. Not you. Uh, but, <laughs> no, but you know, when you're in the passenger seat, it's so, you just feel out of control. You know, you're not oh, in yeah, control. Absolutely. And, and to, yeah. And today from, we were in Sedona <clears throat> and we came here to Prescott, Arizona and we took the non-interstate route. God, and I can't remember the name of the mountain that we went through and I drove and I wasn't scared, but the view was spectacular. It's almost like the Black Bear Pass view, you know, when you're up there and you can see um, Telluride. It's the same type of thing, but here in Arizona, and I, God, I wish I, the, uh, the mountain range is, starts with an M, but um, I'll post it on my social media. But, you know, when you are driving, you feel more in control and it's just a lot easier. I wasn't screaming and swearing and freaking out and going, oh my God, oh my God. But you can see, so, you can see the scenery, scenery so much better whenever you're not driving, right? Well, yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, so, you know, it's, you know, hit or, you know, it's 
one has its pluses yeah one has a pluses one that doesn't so uh i would assume you're doing a lot of gps and uh, and map traveling uh if if you are using the gps have have you been in a situation where the gps is uh uh, sent you astray um actually no we um um on the tat sam's maps were pretty good and like today we gps um for the broken arrow trail but it's just right out the trail is right there in a neighborhood and you just so we haven't really been you know out anywhere super crazy where you know nothing that you wouldn't uh, be able to look, scan around for a uh, a local restaurant sign mcdonald's or something right. <laughs> and get back actually, to <laughs> actually though in in colorado neil took me on a couple trails neil and um his friend larry who was helping him work on his grand wagon air and we were on this trail we just like winged it and there are so many parts of these trails in colorado where the four by four trail part ends and it's for mountain bikers and hikers and we're like oh shoot we made a wrong turn <laughs> so that we it it took us a while to get off that trail and i was getting kind of nervous because it was getting darker and darker and we were way out because the trails in colorado are like a gazillion miles long sure you could drive across the street uh, across across the state and still be on that same trail um but of course it snowed in colorado way up there in the mountains um which made for an interesting trail ride it was fun um i can't wait to go back to colorado in the spring or the late early summer actually probably um it is amazing there and we i i didn't even i did like point oh 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 one percent of the trails there um it, there's just so much to do out west. It's a, just it's amazing. So I, I've got to ask you. I, I know a lot of this has been uh, highway uh, or uh, paved road travels, but some of it's been off road. Uh, and and yeah. you mentioned snow, and I don't know if you've been through some mud. But how are the Nexon tires holding yep. up for you? The Nexon Rodian uh, MTXs. Actually, Neil was very very um, hesitant about the the tires. Sure. Neil's an old Jeep guy for 20 years. He knows his stuff. And he he was very, you know, like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just all talk. But they, we have driven in snow. We've driven in mud. I drove on the Slick Rock today in um, Broken Arrow here in Arizona. And these tires, knock on wood, have been doing really, really well. However, I will say on the highway, Everyone kept saying, oh, air up to like 40-something. Uh-uh. That is way too much air. So we're, we found three sweet spots for, you know, off-roading. Like when I do at Rush Creek, I go to 14. Um, when we're just on like, you know, gravelly roads, we're down to like about 25, 28. But on the highway, 35 at the most. Because when there, there's that much air in the tire, it just doesn't, you don't feel comfortable driving. Right. Um, but the bite, the forward bite's been doing good, and I, I wasn't slipping on any of those rocks um, here in Arizona, the slick rock. Um, but they've been doing spectacular, and my gas mileage, when I have them aired down to those specific PSIs, my gas mileage is going up. So. Interesting. Yeah, I... Uh, yeah, and Neil... Neil feels really good with them too. I uh, I've only uh-huh. had the the Nexons for a couple of weeks now, but I've been really uh-huh. impressed with them. Now I've got thirty threes. Yep. You got thirty fives, 
and uh, I took yeah. them off road last weekend. I was uh, was very happy with their performance. Yep. So I was Definitely. hoping to hear the same from you. I, I kind of got the feeling you yeah. were going to uh, you were going to like these. Yeah. Now, which which um, sidewall do you have facing out? Uh, I did not go with the uh, the the talons like the or uh, tal- oh, that's what I did. <laughs> I went with the other one. And I, I went the block or whatever right. it is. Of course, I um, I want to get a purple marker, a tire marker, and outline those dragon claws in purple. Yeah, the dragon claws are pretty cool, but it was a little too cheesy <laughs> yeah. for me. <laughs> no, I figured so. Neil, Neil got some tires too. Sadly, um, we're not going to be able to hear this early on how he feels about the tires on Maggie May. Right. Hopefully, when he gets back, we can um, then he'll be able to tell us because he he'll be wheeling a ton in in Colorado this winter. He's going to stay there, so um, we'll update you on. He has thirty sevens, I believe, for his. Now, how many miles have you have you traveled all together, or have you kept oh, up my with that? Gosh. Yeah, I started about 48,000. I think I'm almost to 53, 54. So you've probably put some pretty good miles on those uh, those Nexon and tires, oh, haven't yeah. you? I know yeah, there's at least 5,000. Yeah, and it's least. probably too soon to see any wear, but have you noticed any wear? Uh-uh. Nope. I have, I've already um, road rashed or rock rashed one of the sidewalls. Oh, you got to do that. Um, yeah. You're not a true wheeler unless you do that. Right. So, um, so what's coming up? I mean, where are you guys right now? We are in Prescott, Arizona, and we are going to head up to Kingman, Arizona. Route 66 Mods is there. I think it's Route 66 Mods. They're the ones who gave me my purple screws for the accessories. Um, Rick Swat is there. He is the one person who has been successful in keeping the trails open. Um, I believe it was here in Arizona. We're going to interview him on trail closures and what we as a Jeep community need to start doing to keep these trails open. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I, did, I have seen here in Sedona or in Arizona a lot of those side-by-sides, those right. razor-type vehicles, and you can hear them on the trails, and they, they go really fast. Um, anyway, um, so we're going to interview him. There's another Jeeper. I'm going to try to hook up with Cody, but I don't know because of SEMA and him going to SEMA. I don't know if we're going to be able to do that. We are going to go through Southern California. I'd like to go see San Diego because that's been on my bucket list. And then we're going to drive up, um, what is it? 101, the highway right along the coast there, and then head it to Las Vegas. Hopefully, um, get to SEMA. Um, we wanted to go to Tom Woods drive shafts, but the weather was just not on our side. So hopefully Tom and Sean are in Vegas so we can get an interview with them. Mm-hmm. See the Hoover Dam. Um, and then probably take Neil back to Del Norte, Colorado, and then I'll head back to Maryland, which is going to be really, really emotionally hard for me to drive back from Colorado to Maryland by myself. Yeah, you'll be okay. it'll just, uh, I'll do you, a lot of crying. Now you have a CB in your in your Jeep, right? Have you used the CB yes. at all? Have you spoken with some people uh, out on the uh, the highways and the byways? We did for a little bit when we were driving um, up to St. Louis and then like through Indianapolis and Illinois, the first part of the trip. Then we just took it out because I mean we're here together. We don't really need the CB. Um, 
But Neil would be talking to the truckers every once in a while. Um, oh, yeah. That's uh, pretty have, much it. Have you got any yeah. speed intimi- uh, tickets yet? No. <laughs> no. No tickets yet. Probably tickets for going too slow on those mountain mountain sides. Now, what, what trail so. was it? Was it uh, Black Bear Pass? Was that the one that you were dreading? Uh, I forget if I'm saying the yes. name right. Uh, yeah, Black Bear. No, it, it, there's, we, we avoided it. We didn't go up through Colorado like we were going to because we were going to go through Colorado to Moab and then up to Salt Lake City. But there was too much bad weather, and we were like, screw this cold weather. <laughs> we're going to head back south. And I, cause I really wanted to do Arizona. And with Neil staying in Colorado, I'll probably go visit him um, this summer, and we can do the whole um, Colorado to Moab and do that. Right. So um, uh, now you mentioned Southern uh, California. Uh, I don't know if it's in the in the plans for you or not, Tammy. But being all the way there, I would highly recommend uh, heading over to Big Bear Lake and uh, maybe uh, seeing oh, yeah. some of those uh, those trails that I went on uh, through uh, through Nixon, uh, Nixon Tire experience that I got up there right. with Don Alexander uh, and the uh, the Jeep uh, the Jeep School. So right. I would highly recommend if you if you get a chance since you're already going to be in that area. To go yep. on those trails, absolutely gorgeous. And you know, like I said, we really don't have a plan. We're just kind of going where the the journey is taking us, the mm-hmm. adventure is taking us. But yeah, that is one of my um, possible places that I'd like to stop. That in like Mojave Road, and um, there's uh, there's another place in California too. But yeah, the, the was a Big Bear Lake. Big Bear Lake, right? Big, Big Bear Lake, that's where I went. Yeah, yep. So, and I'd really love to do the Rubicon Trail, but that's uh, for the summer. Sure. So. No, I think that might be a bit much, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, how many people would you estimate that you've run across, either met you, came out to meet you, or just happened to be at the, the right time, right place? Uh, how, um, how many people have you, uh, have you run across, either from your uh, YouTube channel or from uh, Jeep Talk Show? Um, well, LT Wright Knives, um, Blue Ridge Overland Gear, then Dan Greck. Um, there was at the rooftop tent rally, I can't remember their name. Um, they, that was just like a random follower. Um, we stayed with Henry and his wife, Lisa, who's a YouTube follower. Uh, Angela, um, uh, Trish, um, a follower from Tupelo, Mississippi. Um, there, and then here, the YouTube guy, um, invited us to Prescott, Arizona. And then that guy just randomly walking down the street of Prescott, Arizona. <laughs> so I'd probably say like so, maybe 10. So quite people. a few, quite a few, just some random yeah. chance type things. Now, are you, right. are you giving out information as far as where you're going to be next? And, uh, are people, uh, you know, making arrangements with you to, to meet up with you? Oh, yeah, we, we haven't really said where we're going next because, to be honest with you, Tony, we really don't know. Our plans change from day to day, hour to hour. But people, we do reach out and say, hey, we're in this city. Let us know if you get around here. Hey, we're here, you know. And that's Jeep Talk Show listeners, um, Neil's followers, my followers, YouTube people following us, Um there is a guy in Wyoming that if we would have made it through um, Colorado, 
I believe he's a uh, talk show listener. He was going to come meet us. Um, you know, but like I said, our plans, there are no plans. We're letting the adventure lead us. Sure. So, um, and it's been, it's, it's been truly amazing. So, um, so you mentioned you and Neil getting, uh, getting into these little squabbles uh, while driving uh-huh. and being around each other so much, uh, especially whenever it was really cold out. Did you just reach over and turn off his uh, seat warmer? Did you just make his, <laughs> his ass really cold? Oh, my God. I totally forgot we have seat warmers. <laughs> oh, my God, Tony. <laughs> I just – oh, I'm going to turn it on for him. when we, we, We're going to head over to this guy Mike's house. Oh, my um, ass is nice wife. and toasty. What's going on I here? I'm having, a, I'm having a stroke or something. <laughs> I <laughs> can't believe you didn't. Oh, my God. We could have used that so yep, many yep. times. You certainly, you certainly could. Jeez, oh. <laughs> I'm so stupid sometimes. Oh, uh, well, uh, you're, you're too busy hanging your head out the window with your tongue out, looking oh, at yeah. all the sights, going, look at this, look at this, look at this. So that's and wonderful. So I, I know that you don't really keep up with where you're going to go, but uh, I, I got to ask so that the uh, the listeners can uh, at least have some hope here. Where are you going right. next? Where are you going to be in the next uh, 28, 48 hours? Um, so we're going to head out of Prescott up to Kingman, Arizona, over in the Southern California, Mojave, San Diego area, up one to like maybe the Ventura area, and then up to Las Vegas, um, and then back to Colorado, but I don't know the route we're going to take there. And then I will take whatever the quickest route is from Del Norte to um, back to D.C. Um, and so that might take me two to three days. So if you're in those areas... Um, you know, let me know, and we will try to, you know, like last night, we drove an hour out of our way to go stay with um, some fans. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, shoot me a message on Facebook or an email, and um, we we really work hard to try to meet how's, the Jeep community. How's the stickers going, both the, the Jeep Mama stickers and the uh, Jeep Talk Show stickers? Oh, they're good. I'm handing them out left and right. So Haven't run out yet. Um, no, not yet. Um, I try to be, um, like, some people, like, want two, but I just, like, stick to one. Oh, yeah. The beginning, because I did, you know, you don't want to, like, run out. No, you know, say, so, those greedy bastards uh, 500 miles back right. took them all. <laughs> right. You know, because people like to have their Jeeps even on both sides. I don't like, well. Yeah. Yeah, so... Well, there's always um, hope for, for another sticker down the road, you know? They can uh, either catch yep. you on the road or uh, uh, yep. request one like uh, like people do. So, um, yep. I, I know uh, you... I'm certainly sure that you'd like to uh, mention all the sponsors that you have for this trip, so we can uh, get that in there. It's always good to, to plug right. the folks that believe in you. Yeah, Adams Extreme Motorsports, Adams Jeep of Aberdeen, they are... Fabulous people there. You got Sean and Tom Woods with Tom Woods Custom Drive Shaft. Um, Burnt Customs, Tammy over there at Burnt Customs. Quadratech gave us some product. Extreme Terrain gave us some product. Um, LT Wright Knives, oh my God, they have been amazing. Neil and I both have machetes, the camp kitchen knives. <laughs> we each have a knife. Remember to set up the, and, set up the camera for the YouTube video whenever you guys get really right. mad at each other and go go ask for each other with a, you know, right. a nice machete fight. <laughs> and then also they donated a knife for a listener viewer giveaway so follow me on my social media site we were posting pictures of 
where is the knife today? And <laughs> at the end of the trip, we'll be giving away a knife. Um, adrenaline off-road, Jeff there at Adrenaline Off-Road. Um, oh, my God, I'm probably going to forget who else sponsored us. I think I got them all. I think I did. So you, you kind of sounds so sorry. It kind of sounds like you're you're wrapping up the trip. When are when are you planning on being back in uh, Maryland? Um, hopefully, well, not hopefully, but probably within two weeks. Okay, so um, it's still about the yeah. same timeline about about mid uh, November. It sounded right. like it wasn't going to be uh, like quite as long as what you had said before. So, so you still got more time on the road, and, and uh, the, oh, yeah. the listeners out there have time to to meet up with you on the road right. if uh, if they want. Yeah. Now, I noticed that LT Wright uh, Knives uh, provided you a, a nice sticker for your Jeep, a, a large sticker for oh, your Jeep. Yeah, where did that come from? Did they have that printed uh, pr- uh, prior for the Jeep for- or? Yep, especially for my Jeep. Actually, it was in a, all the knives were in a long roll, and Neil placed them on my Jeep like that. He is, he's really good at, um, he's very meticulous, um, and it's on both sides, on my passenger doors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Have you had any problems I, everyone, with law enforcement uh, wanting you to pull you over and check <laughs> you for knives? Or? <laughs> God, I hope not, because we we're, conce- we're, we're carrying concealed weapons in here. Um, no, but a lot of people, a lot of guys driving by or, you know, like if we're parked in a gas station or something, they're like, oh, that's a badass rig or cool Jeep or yeah. So, um, it's been, it's been fun. Yep. yep. Well, you got lots of time. It's not like it's over. You got a lot more time. Uh, It sounds like you're, you're at the hump portion right now. So. Uh, yep, it's exactly. good. No mechanical issues. Uh, the drive line uh, that uh, uh, Adam's Jeep uh, repaired for you. No issues. Uh, so far, yeah, everything. Knock on wood. That's Hopefully really good. Hopefully, find us something to knock on. Yeah, um, yeah I do really carry good. with me a piece of wood just for these moments, Tony, so I can knock on wood. And I'm trying to find it right now, so I can knock on wood. <laughs> I'm very superstitious. Here it is. I'm knocking on. It's wood from Northern California. Oh, and uh, another question that I keep uh, forgetting to uh-huh. ask because uh, I get involved in the conversation here is, how is it sleep? How is it sleeping in a JKU? Actually, um, we brought my tent, so we have a clean blow-up mattress, and it's Neil and myself and the dog. And before anyone says anything, you. you you really learn the importance of body heat when it's freaking below zero or below freezing. Mm-hmm. Um, but sleeping in the, the back of my JKU with a dog and another person is not fun. <laughs> um, we, we did that in the Mesa Verde National Park because it was too freaking cold even to get out and set up our tent. Right. So um, Jersey likes to smush in between us, which is really nice because she's so warm. But um, Neil is um, like six foot or five ten or something, so it's not very comfortable for him. I actually um, slept in my Jeep that one night at home, right. and it was totally fine. Um, so it, it's not bad for one person. Oh, good. And actually, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're under five nine, it wouldn't be that bad. Right. So, yeah. Well, if you, even if you're um, a little taller, if you can go diagonal, I'm sure it's uh, a, right. a little better. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. 
so totally. this this whole uh, this whole trip, uh, your your feel so far, great idea, um, much very much worth uh, all the effort, time and effort put into it. Or uh, I'd I'd rather be home eating tacos. Um, there are moments where I'm like, what the hell did I do? <laughs> I lost my job, and but then I sit and think, I'm like, I hated my job. I hated the way they treated me. Mm-hmm. I was miserable. And I'm like, you know what? When I get back, I, you know, if I have to, I'll go be one of those Walmart greeters. You know, um, I'll go bartend or I'll do something at least to pay off my Jeep. Um, so, no, I don't regret it at all. It was meant to happen. Um, but it, it is scary going back and not having a job and I still have Jeep payments to make. Um I think so everything I, will work out just fine for you, Tammy. Yeah. And you know what? Life is too short, you know, and life is too short to wait for the right moment for something. Right. You know, people, you know, like when you're, when you're planning to have a kid, there is never the right moment. You know, something is always going to come up. Well, um, that's an interesting topic. Do you have an announcement or anything for us here on the show? Oh, God, no. Please. <laughs> shoot me. Shoot me now. No, no, I can't, I can't, I can't get pregnant, Tony. I've been fixed. I've been fixed. I go off in the, um, in the airport detectors because I have metal springs in me, which is, that's probably way too much information for our listeners. <laughs> well, just call that's them, why, just, just tell them you're a true, the alien. you're a true off-roader. Uh, those, those are coilover springs. Right, I do. I have coilover springs in my tubes, and Nikki G. That's why I don't need to wear tinfoil because I'm already set up. So you've been—I know you've been out driving and and camping out at night and stuff. Tell us about all the UFO Uh, sightings. You know how I like hearing about the UFO stuff. Big Bigfoot. There was this night, and we're in the Cherokee National Forest in Tennessee. There was this noise I have never heard it before. And I'm like, oh, my God, Neil, what was that? And he's like, it was just an owl. And I'm like, that was not a freaking owl. <laughs> and then it's, it's a couple minutes later, this light comes out our tent. I'm like, oh, my God, Neil, what is that? He's like, it's a car. I'm like, no, it's not a car because we would hear it. <laughs> it's Bigfoot with a flashlight. So, yeah, it was Bigfoot with a flashlight. That's what I said. <laughs> or it could have been moonshiners or poachers. So, oh, yeah, it's... Well, Tammy, you got two weeks. You get two weeks to to come up with a good UFO story. And when I say come oh, up okay. with, I mean have the have the event. You know, have that actually happen. So <laughs> maybe maybe we'll go to Area Fifty Four. That's kind of around here somewhere, I think, isn't it? It's in Nevada. Area Fifty One, Nevada, Nevada. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, Tammy, we certainly appreciate you uh, spending some time with us tonight. It sounds like you're having a great oh. adventure, a great time, and it was yes, more it than worth all the negative stuff that you had to go through yep. uh, to get out there and, and do it. So, uh, yep. pr- appreciate the uh, the updates, and I, I guess we won't be hearing any uh, audio updates from you since you didn't go uh, to uh, Tom Woods and oh, pick, pick up that thing I that I sent you. <laughs> Wait, we're gonna we're gonna contact Tom Woods. And maybe he'll bring that with him to SEMA. There you go. And I can get it there. There you go. Um, I, I, I don't know what's going on. Why I can't. I don't know. I'm being tech stupid. Because I did it before I left the house. Everything worked fine. So we'll fig- I'll figure something out. 
Nah, no problem. No problem. We've we've got you here on this interview, and you brought us up, up to date on all things. So, uh, oh, and, yep. uh, and before I forget about it, uh, I'm sure everybody already knows, but let's remind people uh, where they can find your YouTube channel. Just search Jeep Mama M O M M A on YouTube, and you my page will pop up, or you can go to my blog JeepMama.com, and all my social media links should be there on the right hand corner. And uh, you've got several videos from the trail. Uh, what are you doing, like one, oh, yeah. one or two, uh, one a day or every couple of days? You're putting putting new stuff up? Yeah, we're. Um, I haven't been editing a lot of videos yet, but um, we're doing a lot of YouTube Lives when we can get service. Um, it's really hard to upload an edited video because you have to have, like I did the other day, um, but it took two hours because I'm on Wi-Fi and I'm... Uh, I'm used to my super fast internet at my house. Yeah. So we're just doing right now, we're, we're trying to um, just do YouTube lives. Um, and then when I get well, that home, makes it, I that makes it nice and video, simple. So. Yeah, that makes it simple. No, no editing, just uh, right. the, uh, the live of the, uh, of the show. I mean, uh, the, the event. Right. So that's great. Right. All right, Tammy. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot. I kept you a lot longer than what yeah. I intended to and a lot no, of great information, right. a lot of fun. And uh, we will see you when you get back. Maybe we'll talk to you again uh, before the, uh, the the event is uh, is done. And over okay. With. Hi, Josh. Miss you. And thank you, Tammy, for finally coming back <laughs> on the show. <laughs> no, glad to hear that Tammy's doing good and that, uh, well, they haven't, you know, rolled down the side of a mountain yet or anything like that. So hopefully uh, the rest of the trip goes equally as smoothly and are no issues be hearing from tammy again real soon and do you have an idea for a guest do you work in the off-road industry or know somebody who does look maybe you just want to tell your own jeep story and we want to hear it trust me it'll be a lot of fun we'll get you on the horn we're just going to talk jeep for a little while you want to uh, get on the show or you know somebody who might well give us a call or go to jeeptalkshow.com contact right now and share your ideas for our next great guest you know, Josh, you uh, read a story probably a couple months ago now where uh, Gary Sinise, um, the uh, um, Bubba Gump uh, fan, uh, what was his, what was the name of that movie? Um, uh, it's Forrest Gump. Yeah, you know, he was in the, the movie Forrest Gump. Uh, I've been in several movies, actually, but he had a, a specialized, I believe it was a Jeep CJ that had, had a whole uh, America flag motif on it, and it was sold at auction uh, mm-hmm. for, for a charity. Now... I've been wanting to mention this. I, I know I've mentioned it once or twice in the past, but I want to make it more often. Uh, we've all heard about the six degrees of separation with Kevin Bacon, where oh, you're, you're only six people away from Kevin Bacon. I would okay. like for you guys out there, somebody out there knows a celebrity or knows somebody who knows a celebrity and that has a Jeep, and we want to get them on the show to do an interview. I mean, how cool would that be to get, like, Gary Sinise or who was the, the guy, Jeremy Renner? from oh, uh, yeah. Avengers uh, he was in the Jeep commercial uh, and has a Jeep himself it would be it'd be wonderful and you just never know uh, when you get them uh, off to the side after the interview you go come on man give you up uh, who's a friend celebrity friend that you can uh, hook yeah. us up with <laughs> I think it'd yeah, be a Gary, lot of fun to talk to Jeepers that we know uh, as uh, celebrities or even uh, government officials that, I wonder that if through our connections we couldn't uh, get a hold of the people that you know manage Gary Sinise uh, one of his handlers or something like that we might be able to reach out to somebody who can reach out to somebody who can reach out to somebody you know one of those type of things uh, and, the, and get six the story stories behind of Kevin that. Bacon man that's right <laughs> yeah uh, here's the backstory folks uh, Gary Sinise that Jeep uh, it was a CJ7 in 1981 uh, CJ7 
Uh, it was a custom-built um, Jeep done by Gas Monkey Garage. It was done in, the, in collaboration with Gary Sinise and, and his charity foundation. Um, and it was all, you know, this whole, whole build was you know, done strictly for the charity. And, uh, and it raised $1.3 million for wounded vets at the Barrett Auto Auction. So very, very impressive. And, and that is a heck of a story that we would love to get more details on uh, and hear how all that went down and, and, and all that sort of stuff. So um, if that's something that we can bring to you, we will certainly try. I wonder if I could talk him into getting really pissed off if I called him Captain Dan and just slammed oh. the phone down. <laughs> 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 no, I don't, I don't. I don't want any ice cream. It was Lieutenant Dan, <laughs> Captain Dan. <laughs> you must have needed this every day. I need it. It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff pick of the week for your Jeep. You gotta be and kidding me with this crap. We we gave away Yeti next last week, and you're coming up I with know. this thing. I'm, I'm not coming with this. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Now they serve completely different purposes. Oh, they are right, virtually right. the same thing. No, no, this is not a cooler. What I'm talking about here is the rubber rubber made action packer. And that right there probably is enough for most people out there to know exactly what I'm talking about. This is the the quintessential, you know, the black and red uh gray, you know, little um storage locking tote type thing. You find in all of the, you know, the stores and all that sort of stuff. This is the 8-gallon storage box that I'm talking about. This is their smaller one. They come in like three or four sizes. This is the smallest one. And although Amazon sells these things for an astronomical price, um you can get them for uh well under 15 bucks in a bunch of places but we'll of course have the Amazon link up there for you uh to to use if you want. They are dent and weather resistant. That's why I love them. They work for all year round use. They're extremely tough. They're even lockable if you want to uh you know go that far. Um the latches are lockable. Uh and these things are stackable. You can I mean even loaded or unloaded. Um they stack up really good. Uh, can be secured very well with bungee cords or ratchet straps whenever, uh, wherever you want to, you know, put them. There's even, uh, uh, it's like Swag Off Road makes a mount, uh, a billet mount specifically designed for these boxes. So if you want like a hard mount for these things, I mean, there's even aftermarket support for a Rubbermaid tote. Yeah, go figure. Um, these are the perfect grab and go storage devices for like, you know, for that winter wheeling gear that you only need to bring out when you go snow wheeling and you just grab that kit, throw it in the back of the Jeep. You're good to go. You've got everything you need in there for a worst case scenario type of thing. I love these Rubbermaid Action Packer eight gallon storage boxes because they are so incredibly versatile and they are so incredibly cheap and they work so well for storage solutions in our Jeep for things like, you know, seasonal gear that we need for recovery gear things like that. So uh, for this week, my must-have stuff pick of the week for your Jeep is a Rubbermaid Action Packer 8-gallon storage box. Yeah, other than uh, it possibly melting, this would be a great thing to grab and no, go. No, they you're... don't melt. Well, listen, well, listen. <laughs> if you're, you're, you're in California in a high-wind, power-off environment and there's flames everywhere, you well... can just grab the tote <laughs> and get it out to the Jeep so you can haul ass out of there. <laughs> Now, we already know that you must have one of these, or better yet, grab a few of them. We're going to make it easy for you. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the link in the show notes for episode 409. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And I just want to remind everybody that there are three kinds of people in this world. Those that can count and those that can't. But that's not why I'm calling. 
Today I'm calling to tell you about this weird dream I had last night. I dreamt that I was a fish. I was just swimming in the lake, just swimming around, swimming my heart out. And then smack, I swam right into a wall. And I woke up and said, damn. I know, they all can't be winners. Alright boys and girls, I'll uh, chat at you later. You have a good one, bye. From the top to the tires, from the transmission to the tailpipe, and from bumper to bumper, if you've got a Wrangler, he's got you covered. It's Wrangler Talk with Bill. Hello, GTS listener, and welcome to this week's Wrangler Talk, where we are going to continue talking about the braking system of your Wrangler. So as we know, when we put larger tires on our vehicles, we are going to increase the amount of force needed to slow down the vehicle and come to a complete stop. Last week, we talked about brake pads and rotors and the different styles out on the market. So as we learned from last week's talk, ceramic pads and slotted rotors will provide the most amount of stopping force. Although those pads and rotors will only be as good as the amount of force being applied to them. So other options to upgrading your brake system is to add a big brake kit to your rig. And there are many different types of big brake kits out on the market, although the main component that the big brake kit replaces are the brake calipers. The stock brake calipers use a single piston to squeeze the brake pads onto the rotor. And when adding a big brake kit, they tend to add another piston to your brake caliper. And with the addition of another piston to the caliper, it applies a more even force across the back of the brake pad. Also, when adding a second piston, we are doubling the amount of force that can be a, that the caliper can apply to the pads. And there are many different kits out on the market. However, the most common kit that I've seen out on vehicles is the TerraFlex Big Brake Kit. And this is a perfect example of where TerraFlex kit replaces the front caliper with a dual piston brake caliper. And this in kit also includes new ceramic brake pads and slotted rotors. So that sounds like a pretty good kit out on the market today. Although there is another style of big brake kit out on the market, and that is the relocation brackets for your stock calipers. Although with this, you would be adding a larger rotor to your vehicle. And when you add a larger rotor, this allows the force of the pads that is created when they are squeezed together to be applied further away from the center of the wheel, and this will cause more stopping force. The perfect example of this style big brake kit is the TerraFlex rear big brake kit. And in this kit, they give you a larger rotor and new pads and a bracket that will help you relocate that brake caliper further from the center of the wheel. However, one thing to consider with all these brake kits is that most of them require a specific wheel size to go along with these kits. Most of them require a 17 inch wheel, so the larger rotor and caliper can fit inside the wheel with no interferences. And this should be a consideration when, you're, when the process of shopping for new wheels and tires begins. Think about whether you are going to be putting a big brake kit on your rig or will you be going to a much larger tire in the future. And these are all major things to be considered when upgrading anything on your vehicle. Try to think about what other part of the Jeep will be affected once you do this one modification to your rig. So finally, the last part of the braking system that you can upgrade is the master brake cylinder and the brake booster. 
The brake master cylinder and the brake booster are the parts of the system that deliver the compression factor of the brake fluid to the brake calipers. Now, if we upgrade the master cylinder, we can force a larger amount of brake fluid down to the brake calipers, causing more pressure on the pads and a more stopping power. Secondly, the other option is we, is we can upgrade the brake booster. And when upgrading the brake booster, we will be including increasing the amount of force that is applied to the master cylinder and still in turn create, increase the amount of brake fluid pressure at the caliper. However, now if you have a 2011 or newer Jeep JK, these Wranglers came from the factory with a larger brake booster and master cylinder. So if you have a newer Jeep Wrangler, you shouldn't have to worry about upgrading your brake booster or master cylinder on any of these Wranglers. They should be pretty sufficient for the, anything that you're going to be putting on the vehicle. Although if you do not have a newer Wrangler, there are a few options out in the market. And each of these options can get very expensive. So in my recommendation, I would say first upgrade your brakes with new pads and rotors, possibly go to a ceramic slotted rotor, and you should get a lot more stopping power. It does come down to it and you need more stopping power after your rotors and pads, then you can look into getting a new set of brake calipers and that would give you a lot more stopping ability. So after talking about brakes for these past two weeks, we can conclude that ceramic brake pads and slotted rotors are the best for out-of-the-box upgrade, upgraded pads and rotors. Although if you're really looking for more or the most amount of stopping power, I would definitely recommend looking into one of these big brake kits out on the market. There's so many different brake kits out on the market and it's hard to choose one specifically, although it would be really dependent on your budget. And some of these big brake kits can get super expensive. So when looking at all of these different kits, please read the reviews and look at what other people have come to like. You know, after a year or so, people tend to, you know, can recommend one or a different kit if they do have the opportunity to try a lot. Thank you for listening to this week's Wrangler Talk. And remember, if you have any further questions, please contact us at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and leave us a message or send us an email and we would be happy to answer any of your questions. Also, remember to stay tuned to next week's Wrangler Talk where we'll be covering drive shafts. And I have some pretty good information on drive shafts. So remember to stay tuned to next week. There's a lot of brake information, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> But no, good stuff uh, coming from Bill about, uh, well, helping us stop better. Hey, coming up in a few minutes, we're going to hear a little bit about some events that are happening in your hometown and around the nation in Wheeling Ware. Oh, I wish my exhaust sounded like that. <laughs> yeah. It did when I recorded it. <laughs> I've uh, I've actually thought uh, uh, about uh, about switching my exhaust up. I I, uh, I'm, I need some exhaust work done here soon. Um, and possibly, and likely, all it's going to entail is basically a new downpipe. I, I've already got an, a, a I'm going to call it aftermarket. It's custom made. It, it got it's, it's uh, got rid of the the factory restrictor. Oh, yeah. uh, that's in there and and um uh and i've thought about just like throwing a flex pipe on there 
uh, to be honest, making it easy on myself. But I was like, no, I hate those things. But they always the term, you know, end up- the term shitbox comes to mind, Josh. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. So uh, it's it's one of those things. But uh, well, you know the no, the one that I bought from Amazon for like forty bucks. Uh, that was a Walker, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah Walker, Walker yeah. does not have a dent in it. Does not have the oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't know so, that. So That's good to know. So in case you want to go that route. Uh, you know, I think you're. Uh, I think you got Prime, and even if you don't, this takes a few more days to get it. But uh, Prime, it's like uh, either a day or two days uh, to get it, and all you have to do is go through the hassle of putting it on after that. And uh, ballpark figure, how much was it? I think it was forty. That's not bad. I think that's that's uh, about half of what I spent uh, at the exhaust shop getting one made. So yeah, that, that everybody's going to be out. Go. Of, everybody's going to be out of business soon. It's all going to be uh, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I've got to get I've got to get serious about my axles. I, I've I, I've had parts sitting around for a long time. I've got to get serious about a lot of parts that I have been sitting around for a long time. I've had those long arms for probably three or four years. Um, they've just been sitting. Uh, it's all it's waiting for is you know the um, the cross member. Uh, yeah, belly, belly be pan made, cross member, right? Yeah, be made or or to. Uh, I don't really want to go with the Rubicon Express one. It's like 700 parts. It's like takes three weeks to weld in. It's just, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. I know that it's, it works. It's tried and true. And, and it's essentially what Iron Man Andy had originally intended this version of his long arms to be used for. But I just don't want to go that route. I want to go with a much more simpler design. And that's why I, I, I'm leaning towards the Clayton. Uh, a cross member for for that purpose. The center drops out. Uh, the ends stay up there. You know, it's it's very serviceable. It's very simple. It's three parts. That's it. And and so I'm I'm bound and determined to make that work. But that's honestly on the back burner because I, I've got I've got issues with I don't have issues with the axles. I have an issue with my axles that they um, they need some love. Uh, the Dana Thirty I've long since wanted to truss up and and continue my um, my, you know, uh, a dirty 30 build, if you will. Um, and, uh, and everybody said, don't dump money into the 30. Why don't you just, you know, you could have bought a Dana 44 by now and all this yada, yada, yada. And it's like, well, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead. And yeah, I'm just you haven't gonna, done that much to it. Well, I've, I've, I've gusted the seas. Um, which is not like less than a hundred bucks, right? No, I made it myself. Yeah. That's um, what I'm saying. I, less than a hundred bucks. Yes. Yeah, skid plates on the control arm. I, I, a new control arm mounts. I cut off the old ones and, and put new control arm mounts on there. Um, well, but yeah, but we're still talking about not much money. I mean, no, we were looking no, at trusses the other day and you found a truss online that was, you know, what, uh, 150 bucks or something. I mean, yeah, it has to be I've, I've on. Found, yeah. Um, and ballistic fabrication right now is running like a 20% sale. I'm just, uh, I'm just saying yeah, there's a lot of things you can do to a 30, uh, you know, if you have a welder. Real cheap, too. Real cheap. Yeah, that does some serious strength upgrades. So, yeah, that's that's uh, that's what I'm looking at um, just because I, I know for – I've already got a bunch of stuff. I've already put a bunch of stuff into it. It's not going to take that much more for me to – for essentially bulletproof my 30. And I know there's no such thing as a bulletproof Dana 30. Uh, but you know, I'm going to make this as strong as possible. And the reason for that is because I will very easily be able to sell off a well-built Absolutely. Dana 30. Yeah. You'll, there, you'll I mean, at least get a third of your money back. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, it, no, all seriousness is, I mean, all joking aside, uh, you know, you're right though. I mean, I'll be able to get decent money for it. Um, well, it, nobody it, wants just a regular 30. I mean, you know, but no, with the stuff no. on it, they'll be interested in actually buying it. 
And well, so the other thing I'm thinking of is selling the eight and a quarter and the Dana 30 as one whole package. And, um, but I don't want to, I don't want to do that until I finish my eight and a quarter because I want to do the disc brake conversion on it. I, I, I want to, I want to do a couple of up, upgrades to the eight and a quarter. Um, and then I can move on to a different set of, of axles and, and likely the, the route that I would be going would be a Dana 44 and a Chrysler 8.8, um, combination there. Ford so, uh, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe even a Ford nine inch, uh, you know, oh. I don't know. It kind of, it kind of, I know, I know we'll love that, that drop in center section. Um, uh, so it's, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like I'm 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 starting to daydream and that gets real becomes a real problem for me because <laughs> I have an extremely vivid imagination and I know too much stuff about this stuff and it's just like, well, well, I can go this route or I could go this route. And it's like, well, why not just throw, you know, Kingpin Dana 60 up front and a, you know, a, a you know, 14 bolt in the rear. Call it good. And it's like, well, you know, there's a number of ways that I can go. And, and I mean, I can go the, you know, full pirate four by four route and we're just going to throw some portal axles under there. <laughs> and it's no, no, it's, it's a Cherokee guys. So it's, it, it's a light vehicle. It's never going to see anything more than 35s. Although I also at one point in time said that I would never, see, that, that vehicle would never see more than 31s, but here we oh are. Oh my God. <laughs> 33s <laughs> yeah, at no, least. I know, yeah. I know. I know. So you know how things go. So it's it's uh yeah, but the the disc brake conversion is going to be moving up in my schedule. So um uh yeah, that's that's pretty much I'm I'm pretty much getting things in order now uh for for the gear install because that's that's going to become top priority. Uh getting the gears installed, which I already have. Um master uh, installation kits, the whole kit and caboodle. I've got the carrier, the different carrier to go up front. I've got everything. All I need is the labor. And it's just a matter of, of paying for it and, and, and you know, uh, pulling my axles out and, and taking them over to the guy. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, we're dropping the Jeep. He said he would do it with the, in, uh, with the axles on the Jeep. That'd be a lot easier. Uh, but, I would have, but I would have to bring the Jeep to him um, at his place instead of his shop. So uh, whatever. So, yeah, uh, just a lot of stuff going on, uh, a lot of stuff uh, planned, and, and a lot of plans now getting changed. So, yeah, very, very interesting and, and, uh, and a little maddening. All right. So, as promised, uh, I was going to tell the, uh, the audience that uh, we've had some, uh, some people on Facebook, some people that have gone over to the JeepTalkShow.com website, see my, uh, my video about uh, going off-road this past weekend uh, in Barnwell, uh, Barnwell Recreation, uh, Barnwell Mountain Recreation Area up in Gilmer, Texas. And uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, the the thing that wasn't a lot of fun was the, the four hour drive up and the four hour drive back home on the same day. But I didn't want yeah. I didn't want to stay at a hotel or anything. I just wanted to get home and sleep in my own bed. But that's my what time own, you, my own what problem. What time did you leave? Let, let's let's go through this from uh, from from the from the top. Uh, what time did you end up leaving the house? Four thirty. Whew, that's early. Bright and early. Yeah, and uh, we got there a little late. They were already lined up uh, to go on the first run. They had them broken up into uh, into sections, you know, the, the hard trails and the uh, beginner intermediate. And uh, this was my first real outing uh, in the, uh, the, uh, the Cherokee. And uh, so I got in the intermediate, uh, beginner intermediate group and uh, lined up there. And I wasn't sure since I was late how much time I had. So I managed to get the pins out of the uh, sway bar disconnect, but I didn't have—I didn't feel like I had time to, to air down the tires. Oh, 
and I couldn't get the uh, the disconnects off of the pegs, so they were still hooked up. And oh, I thought, no. to, and I thought to myself, they'll come off. They'll come off by themselves. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> no, they definitely will. So, and did, and you, and I heard it pop. You know, whenever it finally worked itself off the peg. And uh, then whenever we got done with the trail, I just uh, or got to a stopping point. I just reached under the, underneath there and, and put them up uh, on the the other pins that gets them up the out keepers. of the way. Yeah. So uh, I got to use the locker in the back. We were going up a uh, um, oh gosh, I guess it was like a, a thirty or forty foot uh, rise and a turn, and uh, it was pretty well rutted. So how, how was the what was the weather conditions like? What were, what were the trail conditions like? Uh, what, what, well, you know, we had a cold front move through uh, the day before, so it was uh, nice and chilly out, and it was uh, a lot of a lot of wet from uh, from that, that that storm system. So it was very muddy uh, out on the trail. It was overcast all day as well, so uh, it was uh, it was nice and slick. But uh, and and I think this is true to Nexon's nature. I didn't slip sideways at all and it and they really and they were not aired down now really I, yes i would get up to a point where and i say not aired down I, I had the when they put them on last week i had them set it to 28 uh, psi so they were a little low i think 32 is what the maximum is supposed to be so i went a little, little lower than what the max was because i'm not i'm not hauling anything not uh, towing anything so um uh but anyway we, i was going up and around that that uh that that bend up high bend and man you know the the atlas working great that 3.8 to 1 along with the 456 gears and the uh and the diffs uh it crawled very nicely but i got up to a point where i was trying to get through uh, one of those um uh, trenches that uh, the larger vehicles or something had dug and and mm-hmm. the jeep just kind of comes to not a complete stop but it starts having difficulty moving so I just reached up to the overhead switches and turned on the compressor and turned on the rear locker and uh, uh, gave it a little gas and gave it a little more gas and it just crawled right on up and there around and go. it was very nice. So uh, everything was all fine and dandy, dandy for the rest of the time. Uh, I, uh, I, did, I did get a chance to air down, but unfortunately the, the trail was too difficult for the, the trail leaders uh, later in the day and we wound up having to back down the trail which was uh, was fun and uh but i got them aired got finally got the, the tires aired down but didn't, didn't get a chance to try them aired down before we had to go back to the pavilion and uh, eat barbecue oh um, yeah yeah so i had to do that so yeah. anyway uh there was that one incident where i was uh, uh following a fellow uh xj uh jeeper and uh the one that actually uh, winds up pulling me out with the uh the kinetic rope Anyway, uh, going through these uh, relatively easy rock pits, uh, there wasn't. You can see it in the video online. It's it's actually on the Jeep Talk Show website. And I, I go through this one rock pit, and it's you know it's I go through slow. It's bouncy. You, I hit stuff uh, as you would expect to, and uh, go through it. But I get through it just fine, and no no real tr- trouble. I didn't even have the lockers on, locker on. And uh, then uh, uh, he goes through another uh, rock pit, and I followed him right through, and got to the the end of the rock pit where it's coming up and the jeep just literally stops dead it will not move forward so i give it some gas and it doesn't want to move forward i turn on the lockers again (laughs) locker (laughs) and give it some gas and i can hear the tires spinning and it just won't go anywhere 
uh, the gentleman comes back uh, and and he's trying to help me doing a little spotting and yeah, yeah. and I'm and I'm trying like hell to get up out of thing and all I'm doing is spinning and I almost got out of it a couple of times uh, but not quite so he finally had to pull out the uh, the kinetic rope and uh, pull me out and it was a very easy pull it was I didn't understand why I couldn't get out of there and the the pull was very simple so it was like. There was this didn't make any sense. Well, you weren't high centered on anything. You weren't didn't like you know like you it, didn't uh, have like a, a tire up against a, a large ledge or any you know there wasn't there wasn't like a, a, a distinct obstacle or or you know uh, something where you know was preventing your forward motion. Um, uh, it was just a sort of a, a, a magic storm combination of of terrain and angle and, and traction and stuff. I, that, I tried that, to uh, you know back up a little bit, so all I had to do because of the angle. All I had to do is put it in neutral, and it immediately wants to to, to slide back. Right, and, and I I'd go back about uh, I don't know three or four feet, and maybe a little further, and then uh, put it back in drive and uh, hit it again. And I had a, I was really spinning the 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 tires, and of course it was the front, and I could hear uh, the tires changing sides as the traction was changing uh, because it wasn't locked up front. And you know, Josh, I beat the hell more so than I've ever done on my Jeep. I beat the hell out of that Dana Thirty, trying to get up out of that pit. And Ike was really happy with how well it performed. Not not uh, not getting out, getting me out, but staying together. Uh, it just it it worked great, and it was a it was a lot more uh, pressure on that thing than I really thought it was capable of. Oh no! I mean, you you weren't really in any any deep rocks or anything. You weren't bouncing no. your differential off of nothing. You no. were again, you weren't high centered. Nope. There wasn't any any real you know a point of deflection or anything like that. It was it was just sort of you know a- angle and 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 terrain. And uh, um, what what ended up happening? I mean, uh, so, ultimately, so I got pulled out, and as soon as I got out, uh, we got the rope unhooked, and uh, the gentleman pulled away in uh, in his blue XJ, and I. I dropped it down into a drive, and I went to to follow him, and couldn't. All I could hear were the tires spinning. Wait a minute. So, so you're just sitting there spinning tire. You just gotten pulled out of a uh, out of a hole or an obstacle or whatever. Flat, flat, wet ground. I wouldn't call it muddy. It was just like a you know a forest floor. And it was like you were on ice. I I couldn't move. I could hear the the the, the spinning of the tires, but I couldn't move. And I'm thinking to myself something's not right i broke something yeah what, what did i break so i immediately started checking uh, all the you know all the goodies and i found that i was in front two-wheel drive in that pit oh jeez! <laughs> you were missing the, the what the two-thirds of your traction <laughs> exactly so the and and the the handle the atlas uh, handle for the rear uh, the rear axle was forward, it was just not completely forward. Oh, so it looked like it was yes. in position, but not fully engaged. Oh, geez. And I may have even tried pushing on it whenever I was try try you know checking things. So when I hit the lockers, I didn't make a damn bit of difference because nope. there was no power going back there. <laughs> no, nope, there's nothing going on back there at all. The air locker goes, that's fine. I'm locked, but I have nothing to do. <laughs> You'll figure it out eventually. So I'm like, well, the tires but, are spinning. Then you should have, you know, but, you should have had some mo- well, motion. But it wasn't, no, it, not, wasn't it wasn't tires. It was tire. It was one. It was one, one spinning. Yeah, yeah, the one that had the most traction on the front. And, and interestingly enough, I didn't on flat, uh, damp ground. I was not able to move forward with one mud terrain, one 33-inch mud terrain. It did not want to move the Jeep. 
So once I got that half inch of lever forward, it was all back in place. And I just gave it gas and off I went. Off you went. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I had to do. Now, I seem to remember uh, uh, over a year ago when I got that Latlas and installed it, somebody said, uh, you got to be careful, watch it because it's uh, known to pop out. Uh, of gear oh. and, and i'm trying i think that's accurate and I, I i'm not sure if it was the 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 rear axle or the front axle or maybe both but in this case now if it had been both that would have been great because i would have been revving engine and it'd be like i was in neutral and i was like oh let's check the transfer case let's check yeah. the transmission let's check the transfer case but anyway uh so i had to get pulled out not because my jeep was incapable of making it out of there it just wasn't uh, every, all the, the levers and stuff weren't in the proper position. And uh, it looked like it was, but it, like I said, literally about a half inch. And it, would, it didn't even feel like there was much of a, um, a lock-in. It just felt like I, I just kind of pushed it forward a little bit. And it was fine for the rest of the go. So I'm going to have to remember that anytime I'm in a, uh, a tough terrain where it's bouncing, and, and you know, it's even possible that I could have hit that with my hand. When it was yeah, when I was bouncing around, where you got to you got to develop some new muscle memory, just kind of you know one hand on the wheel and 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 one hand just sort of resting on your on your stick and and just sort of keeping pressure there uh, to keep it from you know bouncing out or something like that. Or, I, I don't know. Or if it doesn't doesn't want to move forward, uh, or just before I'm getting ready to to, to go up the other side, <laughs> is just press both of them forward to make sure that they're they're uh, yeah. you know they're in the right place. It kind of reminds me of the uh, the old uh, 242. You know when you try to take it out of uh, uh, four high and put it in the back and two wheel drive. It ca- it's kind of spongy until you yeah, until you actually get the, the the fork in the right place and then it's nice and flat. So you, it, the it almost it seems like, sucks it into the into the position there. It yeah, almost, yeah. It, so it, it's all these little subtle nuances that you have to learn about your equipment. And this is what I was doing out there was learning my equipment and learning what my Jeep could do. Well, now you did have one outing I thought with the Atlas before this. I don't remember wh- the park that uh, that you went to where you it was, it was pretty much the inaugural run. Yeah, uh, Hidden Falls. It, but that was the one where you ended up having to uh, like swap out your your thermostat or something. Right. Um, Only had about an hour and a half or so at the park. So it wasn't. How long were you? Uh, how long were you out uh, this time around? So this would have been uh, from nine a.m. till uh, eight p.m. I think we left around eight thirty or something. So wow, that's a long day of wheeling. Yeah, uh, I got to go on uh, on two runs, uh, relatively long runs, and a combination of uh, Toyotas and uh, JKs, JKUs, and uh, two XJs, mine and uh, the nice. other one. Nice. So uh, it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was just wonderful. Uh, and uh, it was uh, exciting. Uh, I was really happy because my wife uh, stayed in the Jeep at the the whole time, and she made these she have these fun? great comments. I'm sorry. Did she have fun? Was it was absolutely it, was, was it good for her? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really was. And uh, she told me she was screaming in her head just just to stop when I was going through that rock pit because she said you're. It sounded a lot like Tammy where she says you're just tearing up the bottom. You're tearing up the oh. bottom of the Jeep. And uh, it was funny. At one point, uh, the the people that were in the group, uh, the leaders of the group, uh, they came back and he had his flashlight and he was trying to look underneath my Jeep because he thought he saw transmission fluid uh, uh, rolling out. And no, it was my my, my red uh, 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 tie rod because I've got that that tie rod red so it had all that red dirt on it but on top it was still red so it looked like so he thought yeah yeah. i got a little glimpse of it no wait a minute now i haven't been underneath the uh, the jeep yet to check out but i don't think i mean it was rough and there was some uh, some banging uh, going on underneath uh with those rocks i was going over 
but none yeah. of it made me think that there was any any dangerous uh, or any uh, uh, damage. The air locker hose uh, didn't get damaged. It's, uh, it's no, still hooked up. out of the way. Nice. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's an unknown. It's something new. Uh, air locker worked wonderfully. The compressor worked wonderfully. It would cycle on and off as the uh, how were pressure. your temps? Oh, well, you know, it was, it was 50, uh, 50, 60 degrees on the, on the highway, um, you know, the air temps. So no problems whatsoever, either going over there and coming back. The, the only thing I can say bad about driving the Jeep on the highway, and those Nexen tires are wonderful on the highway. They're wonderful on the streets, nice and smooth, not very loud at all, and they worked wonderful off-road. Uh, I wish I tried them aired down. but i think that says a lot about what you can do whenever it's not even aired down so uh the 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 downside about driving that far in the xj is uh with the 456 gears i can i can do 70 okay but whenever it's a slight uh rise i it has i have to kick down to maintain that 70 so i have to kick it down to the passing gear i just don't have the horsepower to be able to you know travel down the road and maintain a speed on those slight inclines. Um, now, as we got closer to Houston and things got flatter because it's definitely a higher elevation up in East Texas, uh, it, it got easier. But that that constant switching back and forth. But I monitored the uh, the temp both on my uh, uh, Torque app on my uh, my new Android uh, head unit that I've installed, mm-hmm. and on that uh, that unit the 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 separate temp unit that I put in there a few years ago. And uh, temps were great. Never had an issue with temps. Very good. Very uh, I, good. I actually saw like uh, 221 on the trail just sitting there, but the the fan would kick on and it would drop down to 215, and it just would nice. cycle back and forth. It was out operating perfectly fine. I didn't even check the uh, the radiator fluid levels before I left. <laughs> Confidence. <laughs> well, I just didn't have time. It was amazing with all the the stuff that I had to get done. And and Josh, you know, I didn't get any audio. I didn't take any. Uh, uh, video Aww. other than uh, other than the um, the the dash cam, and the reason for that was is that uh, well, first off, I, I didn't have time because it was so busy on the trails and stuff. Uh, but also too, it wasn't until I got home that I found out that I left my backpack with all that crap in it. Oh, geez. And I had packed That's it That's like all. me leaving my pillow at home when I go camping. Exactly. <laughs> so I'll have to, I'll double check that to make sure I have all that stuff whenever I go to SEMA because I definitely want to grab some, oh, some audio up there. Yeah, that's that's a must have right there. But it would have been nice to have those, uh, those uh, external cameras set up and do yeah. some stuff. So I think what I'm going to do, and uh, I, I'd love for, uh, for, for you guys out there uh, to, that might be interested in meeting me, uh, I would love to go over to Hidden Falls perhaps next month like maybe uh closer to thanksgiving not thanksgiving weekend but closer to thanksgiving make a uh, a three-hour drive over to hidden falls and uh i've already told my wife i want to go out there it may be december uh first part of december we'll see uh but uh get the camera set up uh get her with the uh the the three access uh steady cam that i've got oh yeah to get some yeah. external shots and really get some good video uh, of my my Jeep in action and uh, actually you know do a little more in, in more of a rocky environment instead of a mud. I've got stuff so much red uh, dirt caked on my uh, Jeep right now that I'm pretty sure people aren't following me too close on I-10 because they don't want to have uh, get hit by clods of dirt. <laughs> any any issues with like uh, the 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 tires being out of balance because you got mud packed in the wheels or anything like that on the way home? Absolutely nothing. Uh, they they really cleaned out really well. Uh, I, you know, the only thing I can say is if these if these Nexen 
uh, Rody and MTXs. Uh, it, the only the only thing downside I could possibly see is if they don't last very long. I don't think it has a soft compound. Um, so if if I get as much wear out of these as I do the BFGs, uh, as long as they don't change anything with these things, I'm going to c- continue buying uh, nice. the Nexon Rodians. And I'll make that that point clear: these were not given to me by Nexon. The I purchased these. So anything you hear me say about them is. A thousand dollars worth of my, yeah, a thousand dollars of my money that's going in <laughs> that went into this. This isn't something that it just. Oh yeah, so here, real, try these out. Let, let's talk about Barnwell really quick. Sure. Um, how big of a facility is this? Is, is it large? Is the, do they only have a couple of trail systems? Huge. I mean, uh, absolutely huge. Uh, I don't have the uh, the information in front of me, uh, but the the trails are absolutely gorgeous. Because when you said, I mean, you were there for, I mean, the entire day and you only ran a couple of trails. I mean, to me, that that seems like, well, either these trails are enormously long or you get, you, you're spending a lot of time traveling from, from one trail to the other or something like that. You know, how, no, how, how, a, it's, how a, it's a very tight trail system. It's not like you get off the trail. Uh, it's it, You go from one trail, they've got these uh, uh, little, uh, what do you call those, those things with the arrows on it that show you where you go. If you go this way, you'll get to there, little directional signs. Little trail markers, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's kind of like a, what you might see in Europe with the, the arrows. and then Oh, okay. You know. Uh, and of course, they're talking about all these these trail names. Yeah, just go to blah 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 and turn blah blah blah. And I'm going, I don't know what freaking trail yeah. I'm on right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me all this stuff. I don't know where did, that did is. Did you have Did you have a map along with you so you could kind of follow along and and see where you were in in relation to you know the rest of the trail or another trail or anything like that? I did not. I mean, we got oh. there late. Uh, we had to get in line, and it was on the trail. I mean, I was I may have been there 15 minutes before uh, I was on the trail. Oh wow, yeah. Hardly any time to prepare. And there were no spotters. I'm used to I'm used to having a spotter because, you know, when I went to California, there was no spotter. It was just follow the the, the, the vehicle follow in front the leader. of me. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean I Oh, no, that's if, how it usually is. <laughs> yeah. If 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 they can make it, I'm sure I can make it. Uh but uh it, it's uh would have been a little yeah, I'm sure if it, it got into a difficult situation or, or something that was more than just uh uh, intermediate or, uh, you know, something that was more serious that they would have used spotters and none of this was, but still for never being there before and really never done uh, much wheeling before it was a kind of a daunting situation. Of course, uh, I could give my wife no uh, solace and uh, it's going to be okay. This is easy or anything else. I didn't know. Right. <laughs> all, all I had to do, so, all, I just focused on what well, I was on, doing. On on that topic, how much research had, did you do going into going into this? Did you watch a lot of videos or, or, or you know check check out the the trail maps at all? You know be- ahead of time to kind of see what you might be getting into. I did not see a trail map. There probably is one someplace, but uh, I went over to uh, the uh, Barnwell Mountain dot uh, com. Let's see, was it Mountain? I'm looking at it right now. Barnwell Mountain uh, R A is dot uh, com is the website and uh, they very may very well have some on there uh, a uh, a trail uh, trail map or something but mm-hmm. i didn't see one okay um, but uh, they uh, they show you some some things about the park and uh, i went to youtube and actually did a bmra uh, lookup uh, barnwell mountain recreational area and mm-hmm. uh, i found i did find the one trail that we went down and into a large open area uh, where you kind of uh, come down from about, I don't know, 50, 70 feet down a trail and then uh, turn on to this nice flat area. So I did see that one prior. I didn't know what it was uh, before. And, and unfortunately, um, 
the uh, there was a lot of sitting and waiting, and of course the drive up there. So my my dash cam, uh, I didn't get some of the cool stuff that happened at the front. Um, ah, gotcha. I, and I think it's just an experience thing because there's so many things that you're concentrating on doing, and it's all new. So it's kind of overwhelming uh, about keeping up with stuff and to stop and think. Well, I needed to, to take this 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 uh, memory card out of this uh, dash cam so I don't lose these things. And how many hours can I record? Blah 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 blah. So that's one of the reasons why I want to go over to uh, Hidden Falls. Uh, I've been there before. It, it still be, will be new to a degree, but I don't want to be rushed by having to follow uh, a bunch of people in line and getting left behind. I want to go out there maybe with uh, one or two jeepers. Uh, and uh, take my time, uh, get the camera set up, do things, uh, video it, and uh, go slower and really get the, the feel of the Jeep. So does that mean you'll never be going back to Barnwell or just... Uh... No, not at all. I'm just going to, to Hidden Falls because it's an hour closer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a big deal. And it's a different, uh, a different type of, uh, of park, too, because I think it's uh, more rocky, uh, whereas uh, Barnwell... Beautiful trees, very nicely wooded, uh, wonderful trails, a lot of trails. I went over to their website to see if I could find how many acres it is. It is a very large facility. Um, oh, here we go. Uh, there are 27 miles of single-track trails for dirt bikes and many more miles of challenging trails for UTVs and OHVs. Uh, there is a 16-mile adventure trail for the dirt biker or ATV rider uh, looking uh, for less demanding ride, and there are also trails that even the novice UTV and OHV riders can enjoy. I mean, if, you, if you're just looking for a trail ride that is not uh, a super challenging off-road thing, this is perfect. The, the woods are beautiful. Uh, the, the trails are uh, you know, pretty, pretty open. I mean, there was a full-size Chevy pickup uh, doing a tail gunner for our, oh, our, our, first, wow. our first run. And I actually I asked never, him. never, ever been on a trip where we've had a full-size truck in the group. That's, yeah. That's something else. Well, you know, I told you when we were stuck on that trail that uh, they couldn't get up the up the trail without a without a winch, and yeah. they, they winched a couple up, and then they said, "Now nah, we're going to turn around and go back." Well, I had to wait for the full size Ford pickup to back down that was right behind me. I mean, there was literally uh, a, a, it must it might might have been a three quarter ton truck. It was huge, and it was on that little bitty Jeep trail. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, it's it's all what you. I think it's all, all what your mindset is. But it was, yeah, a, I guess. But it was <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I identify uh, as a Grand Cherokee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I'm really glad I, I went. Uh, Clint from uh, Texas uh, Four Wheel Drive uh, organization uh, invited me up there, and it was great. We've had them really on the show it. before, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, Clint's been on uh, interviewed on the yeah, show a couple of times. I recognize that name? Yeah, yeah he's uh, he's local here in Houston, uh, and. Um, a lot of fun. It was good seeing him. Oh, and I uh, will mention we took a, a big box of the Timken T-shirts that uh, Timken uh, sent us. The Timken stickers. Uh, we had a bunch of uh, those phone pop-ups, the the kind you put on the back of your phone, and that little thing pops out so you can hold your yeah. hold your phone from the back. All from Nexon. Uh, a bunch of them, and uh, a lot of you hand uh, all that out while at the barbecue. Yep, Nexon uh, uh, lanyards. And uh, we even threw a couple of Jeep Talk Show stickers uh, in there, or no, a couple of Jeep Talk Show shirts and uh, several stickers. Uh, I got to meet uh, several listeners and uh, hand out uh, at least a few stickers uh, to them. And uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was great meeting folks. It was uh, great having the barbecue there at the place and uh, helping support uh, the uh, the park uh, through that event. 
So if you get a chance to uh, to go off, uh, uh, get off into East Texas, it's about midway between Dallas and Shreveport, Louisiana. So uh, Gilmer, Texas, just look for uh, Barnwell Mountain Recreational Area uh, on uh, on the internet, and you can get more information. And uh, you can also check out the videos on YouTube, and you can check out some of the uh, our videos uh, from uh, from my Jeep uh, when I went this past weekend over at JeepTalkShow.com. And if you want to check out how to join in on the Campfire Side Chat, we'd love to have you. Pull up a chair, crack an adult beverage, and join in on the fun. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out all the ways you can reach out to us and join in. Hey, Jeep Talk Show. This is Johnny from Pennsylvania. And, uh, yeah, three weeks in a row calling in. But uh, found out what it was. It was a um, stuck caliper, stuck caliper for the brakes. So, uh got that fixed, and that's what the issue was. And uh, great show, guys. Uh, can't wait to hear what you guys discuss this week. Hey, Jeeper. It's Mitch. Today is the 1st of November, 2019, and it's time for your weekend going topless Jeep weather report. With fall finally approaching, we should go topless in locations known for the season. To start, I recommend Camino, California, where Apple Hill is. Known for fall festivities and gorgeous cruising around wineries, apple orchards, and ranches. Spanning 2,000 feet to 4,000 feet in elevation, it will be sunny all weekend with 64 on Friday, 68 on Saturday, 67 on Sunday. If you want to reenact scenes from the Crucible, then drive topless through Salem, Massachusetts. Friday, it will be raining at 66 degrees. Saturday and Sunday will be mostly sunny at 53 and 50 degrees respectively. Don't mind that nipply feeling you will be getting. It's just the history of the town. Now, if you got the nuts to go topless, then Whiteville, North Carolina may be the place for you. There's a Pecan Harvest Festival and only partly cloudy. Both make for great pictures of your topless escapades. Friday will be 63, Saturday 65, and Sunday will be 60. Okay, listener, it's not autumn everywhere. If you want to make a point about driving topless, if viewing tips of peaks are your thing, if looking at downhill slopes warm you up, then Jackson Hole, Wyoming is where you should drive topless this weekend. Here we'll have a high of 36 on Friday and a high of 41 on Saturday and Sunday. If you have any suggestions or want to know your local weather in an upcoming episode, just reach out to me at jeeptalkshow.com contact. I'm Mitch. It's always a great weekend to go topless if you're brave enough. Just go topless responsibly. Now let's get to some events from around the world and maybe even in your neck of the woods. Don't forget to let us know about an event that you are planning or are involved with or volunteering with. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and click and fill out our wheeling wear form. The information comes straight to us and we will get it out to the masses. Coming up November 29th, we have the annual Black Friday ride. If you don't want to uh, brave the masses at the malls and would rather just, uh, you know, hit some trails instead, the Sellington Off-Road Park in Garrettsville, Ohio is doing their annual Black Friday ride on November 29th. And uh, coming up November 30th, Jeff Johnson Motorsports is uh, hosting their Ohio Mopar Expo in Columbus, Ohio. It's a pretty big one as well. And, uh, well, if you're into Mopar at all, there's going to be some really cool stuff there. Uh, These events and more information, links, everything you need to know, just go to our website, jeeptalkshow.com, and uh, look for the links in the episode, in this specific episode. That's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to help out the show by getting a friend or family member to subscribe. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Air down, windows up, that's the way we like to feel the air conditioning keeping the cab cool. Is that the next line to that song? It could be. Oh. 
Broadcasting since 2010.